Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Well, good morning, everybody. Quite a surprise because normally I wait until 10 past 9, but it looks like we're live right now. So welcome to everybody out there and welcome, Faggy, my co-host. How are you? Good morning, Adel. Good. How are you? Thank God. I was actually, somebody asked me to send them the podcast on essential oils last week. So I just sent it and I was like listening to the beginning part. And uh, this time last week, we were really, really freezing. I'm so glad the sun is out and uh, we're back to our very mild winter, which I am truly enjoying. Today, we are going to be having a fascinating discussion about our gut health, our microbiome. And it's going to give me great, great pleasure today to bring on a professional, as always. Um, and for those that follow this, this program, you know that Faggy and I are ordinary mothers and wives out there trying to make our lives better and healthier by just being more conscious of what we eat, how we breathe, what we do with exercise, and to bring that information over to you. And as, all, as always, even though we do not dispense medical uh, any type of medical instructions, and we always tell you to go to a doctor. Today we have somebody professional on, and we are going to be speaking about the essentials of gut health, because at the end of the day, you are what you eat, and probably to a very, very large extent, um, what we are eating is affecting our health in a huge way. In fact, last night I was watching a, a YouTube um on somebody that I follow quite extensively about COVID-19, and he said, we're all going on about the virus. But in fact, and in truth, what we should be doing is fixing up our metabolic uh, problems, because if we did that, then COVID-19 would just be that, a little virus that will come in and out of our lives, and we would have the ability to fight it. So looking after our gut health, looking after our nutrition, and the way that... Um, we eat what well, does definitely affect uh, who we are, and this is going is promising to be going to be an incredible, incredible, um, informative and educational uh, discussion. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adel Kosulski and Faggy Stern. Welcome back to the Healthy You, Wealthy You segment, and. Um, Connected to us today is a lady by the name of Taryn Cochlin. She is a nutritionist and a coach with a host of degrees. Uh, she is a functional medicine certified health coach and is presently studying towards an advanced life coaching program. She has a diploma in anatomy and physiology and she has completed in completed courses in functional medicine education, in lymph drainage therapy and massage, in colon hydrotherapy nutrition, in Chinese diagnostics, nutritional oncology, DNA genetic counseling, account coaching, and more. She's based in Fairland, and uh, she runs the Transformation Clinic and assists everybody with becoming much more healthier. Um, you are at you are at your most powerful mentally, physically, and emotionally when you are nutritionally sound. Taryn Cochlin, welcome to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. 
Good morning. Thank you for having me. We are really, really excited, and I'm, I'm really, and I'm sure for a treat because I know a little bit about um, healthy gut. I've been working for a long, long try, time trying to to achieve good health, and I'm sure that today you'll be able to assist us more um, in actually understanding why it is so fundamental to to who we are as human beings. So I think the the best way to kick off is. Give us a definition about what is gut health, what is the microbiome? Okay, that's a very, very big question to ask because I think that there's still so much research going on about it. But if I could just sum it up, basically the gut microbiome is is the microbes in your intestine that acts as an organ for your health, which is crucial for your health. So, so basically what I'm saying is that it, it comprises of bacteria, um, commensal bacteria, pathogenic bacteria that um, lives harmoniously or otherwise causes infections in your gut. And of course, we also know that a lot of our gene expression comes from our gut. And they say there's more genes in your gut than there are stars in the sky. So um, wow. this is what's incredibly important for us to make sure that our nutrition is absolutely sound. Um, the gut microbiome is also responsible for the role of nutrients and mineral absorption and vitamins and enzymes and how we use these, how they're metabolized, how they enter into our bloodstream, um, how they're broken down. And um, this is what people don't understand, how important the digestive system actually is. They tend to think of, well, let me just eat this cream bun or let me just have this uh, drink of wine or let me uh, pick up a cigarette or whatever it is and um, not worry about what happens after the first chews and you've swallowed. So I always say to people is that for the first three minutes or three seconds of what you're eating in your mouth, it leaves you with a lifelong lot of health problems from, from your throat downwards, wow. if you know what I mean. And so we live with all those without realizing that you're doing an incredible amount of damage until often it's too late. Can I ask you a question? When we talk about gut, um, the, the gut microbiome or the gut gut health, are we talking about the whole digestive system or are we just talking about the small intestine, the large intestine? Like does it play a, a holistic role or there are certain parts that are more important than others? I think it's the whole part. You know, you can't um, – um, the large intestine plays a very big part and there's a small intestine, especially when it comes to dysbiosis. And dysbiosis is where you've got imbalance of – of gut flora, you've got an imbalance going on where these these uh, pathogens are taking um, hold in certain areas, or they are colonating, and they are thriving on what is going on in your system, which is often bad nutrition. Um, the way you chew is incredibly important to your gut health, and so um, it's it is your whole system. And one of the things I actually want to discuss today, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but is, is something called secretory IgA and how a lot of these pathogens affect our system. Well, go ahead, explain to that, because that was one of the questions, and I was practicing the word secretory. Secretory, so, so I was going to say to you, Ava, I think maybe you should, you should say secretory. Yes. <laughs> what is secretory IgA? Okay, it's um, it's incredibly important. I do a lot of very specialized stool testing. A lot of people come to me with terrible gut issues that have not been solved. Uh, they've just been given a drug to take and go away, and it'll go. You know, it'll it'll be fine. And uh, they often are extremely tired. And I do a lot of food intolerance testing as well because foods also affect the gut 
microbiome, and this is, is where it affects the secretory IgA. So the way that I can explain it is, is using an analogy of a castle. So if you've got this castle and you've got this moat around the castle, your moat is your gut flora, okay? And then this castle wall is basically everything in your digestive tract. It's your anything that's got an opening to the outside. It's your ears, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. It's your lungs. It's your whole digestive tract all the way down to your, I don't know if I can say this, bum, and, of course, your genital organs as well as your um, your bladder. And this castle wall is covered with this mucosal membrane called secretory IgA. And this secretory IgA is there as a protection mechanism to keep away pathogens, to help you um, fight off infections. And so let's take food um, food intolerance, for example. If you um, take in dairy and you're not aware that you've got intolerance to dairy. You may just have a little bit of mucus or whatever the case may be. And you think, oh, well, it's nothing. It's, it's not much. But you've got intolerance to dairy and you take in, have a cup of coffee. And you, the body immediately senses it doesn't like this. So it's going to send out, I call them little Pac-Men. They go out there to encapsulate what is actually uh, coming into the system. It doesn't want it. It tries to entrap it in this mucus and um, basically try and get it out of the system, neutralize it and move it out through the feces. And then you take another sip, and you take another sip, and you then you're having a toasted cheese. And this starts to cause a disruption in the immune system. Um, we also know that we hold 85% of our whole immune system in our digestive tract. And so then your body's sending out these, I call them these World War One foot soldiers. They get into these trenches, and they jump out, and they start fighting for you. But then you keep on taking in more and more dairy, so they're sending out more and more and more foot soldiers and starts to cause an incredible amount of inflammation, and the body does not stop trying to dampen this inflammation. And this is how we sometimes end up with autoimmune diseases, is because uh, we don't listen to our body. And so the secretory IgA plays an enormous big part in trying to keep us healthy, trying to keep our immune system intact. Um, and so... I spend a lot of time on this. When we see a high level of secretory IgA, we're looking at a high inflammatory response. We're looking at someone that's got pneumonia, that is developing food intolerances, that is under chronic stress. And then often what happens is that the immune system just wears down. The person becomes more and more tired over time. They start to get adrenal fatigue. And then you start to see the development of autoimmune diseases. And often these are the people with low secretory IgA. Um, you wouldn't know that you have to be tested for these things. So my cancer clients have often got exceedingly low secretory IgA, people with celiac disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, low levels of secretory IgA. Um, and it takes some time to actually heal this. I so, have a lot more questions on secretory IgA. We're just going to go for a little bit of a break, sure. um, and then we'll carry on this thread as soon as we are back. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Edo Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Healthy You, Wealthy You segment. We are interviewing Taryn Cochlin, who is a nutritionist and coach, and we are being educated on how important it is to have healthy uh, a healthy gut, how to have a healthy uh, microbiome. And uh, we were discussing um, IgA before, and you were explaining that 
um, that is kind of like the wall of the castle. How do you actually measure for it, Taryn? Um, it can be done in a blood test, but um, I find um, a stool test is actually very effective um, to find out exactly where your, what your levels are. And, um, and of course, to realize what does affect the secretory IgA. Uh, I didn't mention it previously, but they, apart from stress and that, we actually are um, going back to using this analogy, we actually got all these little invading um, enemies that come in to attack our castle every day. And literally every minute of our day, we've been attacked by something. It could be things like heavy metals, pesticides, insecticides, electromagnetic radiation, um, of course, viruses, bacteria, um, yeasts. Um, these are... Um, and also, I'm just talking about the COVID now. I had one of the adverts on COVID-19... Mm-hmm was um, the amount of sterilizers that we're actually using at the moment. I know that when I walk into the shop, I start coughing, and um, I can't stop coughing because of these smells, and if you put it on my hands, I break out in an allergy. So um, the amount of, of cleansing that we're doing is good. We need it, but also we need to make sure the quality of what we are putting onto our bodies um, is very important. You know, don't... Um, try and walk into a shop with your own sterilizer that is not filled with these very big industrial chemicals because that's another thing that is also going to bring down your immune system. And so, Can I, mm-hmm. sorry, so sorry to disturb. So, in just terms, in terms of the measurement, the lower your IgA reading is, the worse basically your immune system is functioning. Is that correct? Well, is that how it well, works? People can have a very high level of inflammation, um, and um, it's just as destructive um, as, as having someone with a low secretory IgA. It's just that when somebody has a low secretory IgA, they are usually developing or have developed some kind of autoimmune issue. They have got some chronic disease going on, some chronic illness going on. And, and if I could use the word that is um, wearing the body down. And so, so does this secretory IgA, is this separate to the inflammation level? Yeah, it is a reflection on your, on your inflammation, especially when it is a high secretory IgA, you're looking at quite a high inflammatory response. So, um, but there's, and, but then there are separate tests. You would do a separate test for, for inflammation and then the secretory IgA is a separate test as well. Well, we can also use calprotectin as, as an inflammatory marker, but um, it, it gives us a very good indication of how the body's what the mucosal immunity is like. Um, that is exactly what secretory IgA is, is your mucosal immunity. And of course, when we have immunity, we're looking at your immune system. And so when we're looking at immune system, we're looking at autoimmune, we're looking at, at things like that. And, and so you need to make sure that your gut is healthy at all times. It should be. Taryn, you mentioned before as well, sorry, about the, about the dairy and the dairy intake. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to just ask you, when it comes to, to, uh, sensitivities or allergies, do people have to be necessarily tested for it? Because I know for myself, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of the fact that I was allergic to dairy. Um, and is, is there something that basically when you do take in the dairy, it, it attacks your immune system and then your immune system is not strong enough to, to fight everything else off? How does that work? Okay. Um, it, it's an intolerance to dairy unless you specifically have a lactose, um, um, allergy, but most of the times what we have is intolerances, um, which can in a lot of respects actually clear up if the immune, if the gut is healed. Correctly. And, and um, does that come up in a blood test? 
Um, yes, we do it in a blood test, and um, I do one that actually covers 90 or 300. Um, I don't like these blanket ones where it just says total dairy or it, it just says gluten because we, we like to know in gluten, is it oats, is it rye, is it spelt, it's barley. So especially for some people that come up with an incredible amount of food intolerances, um, what can they eat? And sometimes it's not these enormous big food intolerance, like you always think dairy and gluten and things, but it could even be something like tomatoes. Uh, we often find things like pineapple and banana and strawberries, um, lettuces, uh, uh, red peppers can have an enormous big reaction on the system. And often we find that it's it's you don't just have one food intolerance. You actually got a few of them. Um, and eggs have become up incredibly high in the last, I would say, five to six years. Eggs have come up and more and more people are eating eggs and not realizing that they're causing inflammation. I'm not sure why eggs have come up. I'm not. I think maybe it's because of what they're feeding the chickens nowadays. Um, but eggs seem to be on the rise. Nuts is another one that I'm seeing again in the last couple of years. Nuts and seeds um, are showing. So basically, this then causes a, a higher inflammation, and then eventually yes. causes more autoimmune diseases. Well, I won't say specifically, uh, you know, causes a sp- uh, autoimmune disease, but it actually um, causes um, disruptions in the gut, and of course, um, and in the system itself. Um, Which then will manifest in anything that the person is susceptible to. Yeah, because everything we've been talking about causes high levels of inflammation. And you never never want inflammation in your body. It should be the last thing that you want. And um, it's... We can get this acute inflammation when we pick up um, a bug or something that the body then fights off and it gets out your system. But it's this low-grade level of inflammation that most people live with without realizing it. And that is the most dangerous, um, is this slow, low-grade inflammation. It's, it's the headache you wake up in the morning with. It's the, the bloating, the flatulence, the constipation. It's the diarrhea. And then, uh, you know, people say to me, I get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. All of that is low-grade inflammation that then results in um, chronic disease ultimately at the end of the day. If I can step in here, it's actually interesting while you're talking. Last year, um, I, 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 I just as, as a human being have always suffered with my eyes. I've had cataracts removed. I've had, um, holes at the back of my eye, et cetera. Last year, I developed the streaming. Like I used to like walk in a, a shopping set and suddenly my eyes were streaming like mad as if like somebody had given me the worst bad news. And I went from one ophthalmologist to another. I actually, um, had consultations with two top ophthalmologists and they could not work out what was going on. I cannot tell you the amount of tests that I went, uh, went for and, um, I was given an entire array of, of, uh, of, of cortisone drops and they tried to put pipes down my tear ducts to stop me and it went on and on. And I did visit my, my homeopath and lo and behold, guess I was allergic to eggs and gluten free oats. And as soon as I stopped eating that, all my eye symptoms went away. It was absolutely like gobsmacking. Like you would never normally correlate, you know, what has the eggs got to do with the fact that my eyes are playing up and that I can't, you know, I can't focus and that the, the eyes are screaming all the time with tears. It was, it was unbelievable. 
so that what you, you know, your reaction came up in your eyes. And again, this comes back to secretory idea, that mucosal membrane. So anywhere where there's an opening to the outside, it's, you're going to have, it'll affect one of those. Um, and Amazing. if it one of those, it's going to affect the other. So for some people, they will have chronic itchy ears or they will have weeping um, um, ears or otherwise people have um, problems with their tear ducts. They have the runny eyes. They have dry eyes. Right. Um, and again, the mouth, you often have a lot of oral issues going on. Uh, periodontitis is another good example of how it affects secretory IgA. And then a lot of women get um, infections, um, bladder infections or vaginal infections and things like it. And one area um, of the body that has secretory IgA will also talk to another area of the body where there's secretory yeah. IgA. So often you will find if you have a bladder infection, you're bloating in your stomach. Um, you will find that if you've got um, um, allergies, it will also cause you to bloat. Um, and um, even though your nose is running, you know, it will cause digestive mm. issues. So um, that is why you've got to protect your immunity. You've got to look at your secretory AGA. You've got to look at the integrity of your gut lining. You know, people talk about... Speaking about the- eyes, and, and yeah, speaking about eyes and, and the microbiome, apparently mm-hmm. the eyes have their own microbiome and the breasts have its own microbiome. So basically there's, you know, its own kind of host of bacteria that's looking after the eyes or looking after the breasts, etc. You have it in the mouth, you've, you've got it in the stomach, you know, you, you've got it all over your, you know, your body. And so it's, but it all ultimately at the end of the day is... Um, you know, they all talk to each other. They all work as one. And is it so, true that the microbiome itself has 100 to 150 times more genes than actual human yes. genes? And they're still finding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it take a lifetime to... So to, basically, we really need to look after our microbiome in order to look after ourselves. Yeah, well, it comes back to that, you know, is that um, we've got all these genes, but our genes don't define us. You know, people always think that that um, that because you've got the cholesterol gene and your dad had cholesterol and your, your grandpa had cholesterol or whatever, it doesn't mean that you are going to get it. And it also comes down to what food you put in your mouth. Um, so that's where epigenetics comes in. Well, yes, absolutely. Um, let's, if, yes. if I could stop there, let, let's talk talk about you. You, you told you you WhatsApp me before about certain things you should discuss. You said, what is the word? Inflammaging. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes, inflammaging. It's, um, again, because of our lifestyles, I'm sure that you've noticed it as well, how many younger people are getting older people's diseases. Um, for example, I see a lot of women, I work a lot in the oncology um, section of nutrition, and um, is that women that were getting breast cancer in their 50s and 60s are now getting these cancers in their 20s and 30s. How many more people are having heart attacks in their late 30s and early to 40s? And so what is actually happening because of chronic stress and I think I shouldn't put before stress, I should actually put nutrition, what the rubbish we're eating nowadays. Um, we are inflammaging, we aging faster than we should be. And so our, our, we may be living longer, but we're actually living with a, with a handful of tablets in our hand, hoping that we are going to live a better life. So um, we are getting sicker as we're getting older. Yes, yes, that um, definitely is, 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 is the case, for sure. It's, it's absolutely mm-hmm. terrible, and it's, it's a pandemic. And um, people don't see it like that, you know. Um, they get to a certain point in their life where they say, well, I've got to 60, so what, I'm just going to eat what I want. 
but we are living longer and we actually want to get younger as we get older and not older and crotchety and in pain. The worst thing as you get older is to have chronic pain. Correct, correct. And I think like as you're talking all the time, it's just, it's, uh, I just keep on thinking that we are so obsessed understandably with this COVID-19, that COVID-19 is really just the cherry on the top. Like we are not addressing the fundamental issues that make us so fearful about COVID-19. Am I correct in saying that? Well, you know, again, you know, we're all trying to hide from COVID-19 and we're all trying to put all these sterilizers on ourselves and things like that. But if you have underlying problems, if you are, if you've got high blood pressure and cholesterol and diabetes and you are overweight, uh, obesity is a massive big problem, and, it, and it's um, in your fat cells. You actually hold a, a tremendous amount of inflammation. So, if you've got these underlying issues, you should be doing everything you possibly can. First of all, to make sure the food you put in your mouth is is the best. Okay. Um, secondly, is what are you doing to for gut healing? Um, I just want to cover this at this point is because everyone's rushing out and buying vitamins and multivitamins and, and things like that. And if you do not have a good good gut flora, if you do not have a good um, microbiome, and if you've got a lot of dysbiosis, you will not be absorbing those nutrients. There is no way in how you're absorbing those nutrients. So vitamin B, vitamin K, um, all your minerals – need good gut flora, you need good microbiome to be able to metabolize those, to be able to utilize them, to break them down, to get them into your system, and so that you feel better. So what is the use of taking a whole lot of um, vitamins if you do not have good gut flora? So tell us, how do we get good, what do we eat? How do we make our gut flora better? How do we get our microbiome right? Well, it starts with the food you put in your mouth. Okay. Again, running out to get a probiotic is like putting a lid on on um, mm-hmm. something, and all it's doing is making you feel better for the short term. But as soon as you stop taking it, you are not going to um, feel a difference. So you've got to, in my office, if you don't change your diet or uh, and work on that, I will not really work with you because you're wasting your money and time. So first and foremost is the diet. Stabilizing your blood sugar levels. That's a whole talk on its own. And then, of course, is what are you doing to look at what's going on in your gut? Um, do you have inflammation? Do you have bacteria that are, that are wearing your immune system down? Um, do you have enough digestive enzymes? How much hydrochloric acid have you got in your mm-hmm. stomach? It's complex. It's not just rushing out and quickly going to buy this and a bit of that. If you want to do it properly, um, you know, spend the time on it because you know, as a nutritionist, I barely ever take a tablet. I use my food to actually heal my gut. I use food my as medicine. As my medicine, yes. Um, I make my smoothie every day with things that are going to detoxify my liver and my kidneys. It's what, what, what have I got in my smoothie every day that's going to build up my immunity? And of course, I do gut healing. And, uh, you know, I think that rushing out and having 20 tablets is you know, have three, four good gut healers and good probiotics, and you will notice your absorption will be so much better. You will not have iron deficiencies. You will not have vitamin B deficiencies. We're not absorbing these things. Right, right. So, Sharon, is it, is it, go, go ahead, go ahead, Peggy. Is it good enough for people to eat those types of foods and kind of have a clean diet in order to heal the gut? 
Um, or do they have to understand more what is going on and, you know, obviously put them on a protocol? Um, can food cure, let's say, leaky gut or whatever is going on in, the, in your stomach? To a certain extent, yes, it can, just by taking the burden off the immune system and by taking out foods that are causing um, inflammation. I think that is the place to start. What um, are the most inflammatory foods? Well, you know, as, as we spoke about, gluten and dairy and eggs, nuts seem to be um, things like flax seeds come on. I'm just looking at, at a cross board of how many people I've tested, what come up, comes up. Um, some veggies, um, even chicken is, seems to be coming up very high nowadays as well. Um, so we've got to find out what, it, what is right for you. There's no one diet. There's no one protocol that is right for everybody. It's, it's, um, n- n- you know, it's, we've got to look at the person as an individual, and that's what we do in functional medicine, is we look at the person as an individual and find out what works for them. Um, and find out if there's a burden on the immune system. That's why right. great either in the, the specialized tool testings where we test for yeast, we test for bacteria, and we look at what is burdening that immune system. This is absolutely fascinating, and it's something I think that is coming to the fore now and under the umbrella of functional medicine, that we can't go and look just at a symptom or an organ and go and diagnose that way, but we have to look at the person holistically and see them functioning with as being part of a much greater whole. And um, I, I believe that, course. yes, absolutely, moving forward like that is the way medicine is going to move. If anybody has a question... Uh, that you'd like to pose to our guest, Taryn, please um, SMS us on 34519. Faggy and I run an, a WhatsApp group if you'd like to be part of that, where every day we just give you a little bit of a thought, a little bit of a chide as to – and to help you be motivated to change your life, you can email info at highfm.com. You can give them your uh, cell number and your name, and we will gladly – Join you on. We'll continue this discussion right after this break. Catch the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Faggy Stern every Wednesdays at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. only on 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Faggy Stern. Welcome back, and we are speaking to Taryn Cochland, who's a nutritionist and coach, and we are talking about our gut health. Taryn, I have a question, like it seems, uh, and I'm basing it on personal experience and in, in trying to embrace a more holistic life, is that I've gone through periods where I was, for example, fine with eating eggs, and suddenly I became allergic, and then um, I was allergic to red colorant or like, you know, something you'd find in grape juice, um, and now I'm not. How, how does one actually get to understand? It's like it doesn't seem like it's a yes, no, or black, white situation, but that your body keeps on changing and reacting to different things. Why is that? You, well, your body is forever changing itself. It's it's forever in um, a state of flux. And so we do see that quite often is that people say that they can. In fact, yesterday um, somebody came to pick up something from me and she said that I have cut out gluten for some time and I've started to introduce it and I'm feeling okay. Because once you cut something out for a while, you find that the body then, that burden on the immune system starts to to decrease and um, your, your gut is allowed to heal. 
But if you do have a susceptibility, certain intolerances, and you, then you overdo it, then you think, well, I got away with it this time, and I'm going to have another slice of bread, and I'll have another slice of bread, and I'm feeling okay, and it will come to bite you. Um, you've got to have long-term healing taking place here. Just because you feel okay for the second or the third time, um, the fourth time you take it may take you right back. So mm. don't be um, um, sort of in a rush to go back to the things that you were you missing, okay? Because most of the time we actually eat the things that we love the things that hurt us the most. You often no. hear people say, uh, "The dairy is take dairy out of my life." You know, there's nothing left, or bread, or something like it. We often crave the things that hurt us the most. So if you are seeing a difference, just stick it out for quite a few extra months to allow the the immune system to to heal, to allow the gut to heal. And then you will find that often you can, that's why I said to you, these food intolerances, um, they can come and go. You need to allow the gut to heal so that you can go back to some of those. But in a lot of cases, we find that some people just can never go back to them. Mm. Dr. Tom O'Brien often says about gluten and how it causes leaky gut, how it literally breaks through the gut lining. Um, and even though you, you know, your gut is kind of healed every time you do eat it, as you say, it does continue to, to eat through the gut lining and cause leaky gut. Yeah, you know, it's um, we are impatient. We always want everything to happen right now. And um, just uh, just bringing in this thought here is that for me, food, uh, what I see in my, my clinic is that food is the only thing you've got control over in life. Okay, it's the only thing you don't have control of your family, your the politics, the traffic, your boss. You don't really have control of that. But what you've got control of is about what the food you put in your mouth. Okay, and so it's the one that is the most abused. So we overeat, we undereat, we we purge, we we starve ourselves. Um, we go on yo-yo diets and things like it. We use it as a weapon against us. It's a tool when we are happy. It's a tool when we are we are sad. Um, and so that is why you see this impatience taking place because we want the things we want because they make us feel better. And let's, so, let's, sorry, so, let's, if I may, may interject here, let's talk then because you're talking about being happy and sad. Let's talk about the correlation or relationship between the gut then and the brain. Okay, so um, very big. Um, is a very big correlation between that. And so what we call is the gut-brain axis. And um, so you've got these, um, um, these. they talk to each other. Basically, they talk to each other. And so we know that there's over 90% of our, our, our neurotransmitters, serotonin is actually found in our guts and not our brain. Dopamine, norepinephrine. And so if you're angry, moody, tired, irritable, irritable depressed, anxious, don't go up to your brain to find out what's going on. Always go down to your gut. Start off with your gut. What is going on in your gut? Are you stabilizing your blood sugar? This is sugar by far level? my favorite topic. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in heaven over here. It's, Karen, you know, because I found that, like, when, you know, when I came to you quite some time back, I found that it's actually super important to find out what is going on in your gut because, you know, you can go to a dietitian and they can give you the same, um, you know, diet and not really say to you well you actually have candida and because you have candida you then can't go and lose weight and I found that the gut brain connection is so huge where let's say a person does have candida that person that yeast needs to feed off 
the more yeast and more carbs and more carbs and you literally your gut is telling your brain to go for that specific food. Well, you start to ferment really, but you also want to find out what type of yeast you've got because there are so many different kinds of yeast and it's important to actually find out which ones there are. But um, I'm, I'm going to just give you an example of a client of mine. Um, I first met her about 10 years ago and she had tried to commit suicide. She'd been in Tara twice. She was on an incredible amount of medication, anti-anxiety tablets, sleeping tablets, and nobody, absolutely nobody, asked her what she was eating. And so the first thing I said to her is, what are you eating? I sent her a food diary. I sent her a health profile questionnaire. And it came back, she was living on carbohydrates, lots and lots of dairy, lots and lots of sugars. And as soon as we fixed up her diet, over the next two years, this young girl bloomed. She absolutely bloomed. Her husband was going to walk out and she could, he couldn't take the, all these mood changes any longer. And it got to a point where she lost about 10 kilos. She was feeling amazing. And, and, and I really said to her, you know, I don't need to see you anymore unless you really need to see me. And then I was at the veggie shop for one day and she tapped me on the shoulder and she turned around and, didn't she, sit, and I, she gave me this big hug and she said, I've had a child. And she never thought she would have a child. And she said to me, I'm off every single bit of my medication. And, and so subsequently to that, she came back and we did another stool test. We saw that there were imbalances. And now she's back on her gut healing again. But it, nobody asks people, what are they eating? You know, you know Taryn, I, I also, you know, going back to the intolerances, et cetera, when it came to gluten, um, I never knew the, the connection either with your mood or with, let's say, depression. I could tell mm-hmm. you now, since going off gluten, if I ever do touch it, uh, I could fall asleep on the couch. I'll be out completely. Yeah. And the next day, I'll have a completely different mood. I'll be tired, moody, irritable, um, frustrated. You know, I, and I never yeah. knew the correlation the, between those. Yeah. Sorry, apart from the digestive issues, because often then it's, you start to bloat. And you start to, you know, you start to feel ill. And what happens when you've got a, a stomach that is bloated and you're sitting at the office all day? You're feeling absolutely horrendous. And you, it actually brings down your mood. And you start to get anxiety. So yeah, absolutely fascinating. It's, it's, it's unbelievable um, yeah. how much, how intelligent our gut is. We're going to go for a bit of a break. Um, and we'll be back shortly. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. You know that every time we come on, I get it from the controller, we are live. And I feel like saying, yes, we are live on the Healthy You, Wealthy You show because we are learning how to become more alive. Taryn, this has been an incredible, incredible uh, discussion. Um, if people would like to be in contact with you, how can they make an appointment to see you or to just touch base with you? Um, they can get me on my, my cell phone, 082-336-2190, or they can contact me on T-A-R-Y-N dot C-O-G-H-L-A-N at V-I-P dot C-O dot Z-A. Okay, perfect. And for those that are on our WhatsApp group, um, we will post Taryn's contact details again. And, of course, we will put put this podcast on. Um, and I think that we've really only, only scratched 
the tip of the iceberg. And I think it is a fundamental discussion because if it affects so much of who we are, you know, we need to, to, to speak about it more. Perhaps, Taryn, you'd be willing to come back on and maybe looking at specific you know, things, there's a lot of questions that I, I know that I still have in my head exactly which foods and is there such a thing as food combining? Is it good to do intermittent fasting, et cetera, et cetera? And I'm sure, Faggy, if I let you go, you'd be running now a mile. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we are, we are out of time. If you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, you can email I, um, info at highfm.com and give us your name and your number, and we'll gladly join you on. Um, I'd like to say thank you, Taryn, for your time. Thank you, Faggy, for joining me. I won't say in studio. Thank you for joining yourself in the car and me in my office and Taryn where she is. And, um, we hope that this has given you just a, at least, excuse the pun, some food for thought um, uh, in, in how we can actually move forward and create a better society, a healthier society, where things like COVID-19 and all the other issues we are dealing with, we don't have to deal with if we actually become responsible, responsible in, 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 in our lives and particularly in our health. So on that note, thank you everybody for joining us and wishing everybody a wonderful week ahead.